Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another 7-Foot Heart podcast on Spotify. Today, we have an awesome special guest. Coach Gannon Baker is one of the premier basketball skill trainers in the world. Gannon trains players from NBA to NCAA, from high school and middle school levels. Coach has worked and shared the court with Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Brittany Griner, Maya Moore, Tamika Catchings, and Skylar Diggins, and many more. Agents consistently use Gannon's NBA pre-draft camp to get their clients to the next level in their life. Coach has coached over 45 countries. Each year, he trains 20,000 coaches and players. Nike and Brand Jordan hire Gannon year after year to work with high school and European superstars. Gannon has developed 72 DVD and coaching products. Gannon played college basketball at Duquesne University and UNC Williamson. Coach had over 30 Division I scholarship offers. He was named All-Rookie of Atlantic 10 his freshman year. He was an, on the Denver Nuggets NBA summer roster, then became a European professional player. Gannon coached six years in Division I and Division II college basketball as an assistant coach. Gannon speaks across the world and is the best in the, of the best in the business. Thank you, Coach, for being online today, Coach. Hey, Sean, thanks for having me, man. Let's get after it. Definitely, definitely. Um, so how did you get into, you know, when you first started playing college basketball, how did you get into to, to get to that level, Division One level, you know? How did I become a Division One basketball player? Definitely, yeah. Uh, work, 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 and work. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, when I was 12, I decided that, you know, what I really wanted to uh, be a great high school player. I wanted to play Division One, and, and one day play in the NBA. And I asked my dad, you know, how do I do that? And he said, well, you know, you got to spend more time in basketball. So I kind of retired from baseball, swimming, and soccer. And all my friends said, oh, you're, you're quitting all the white sports, and you're going you're gonna to go play the black sports. And so right away, I got into the, the, the race game. And, you know, as a coach now, I teach that success is colorblind and gender-free. And so, and then my dad brought up race. He's like, look, man, you're a slow white boy. And I'm thinking at the time, what's I got to do with white? I'm just slow and short. And he said, I need, I need to take you to the hood, man. You got to play with the brothers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I said, black guys? He's like, yeah, man. You know, I, uh, I think that's where you need to, to learn how to perfect your craft. And so he dropped me off to the boys club. And then there was an outdoor court called King Street. And, man, I was only salt and a pepper shaker, man. Only white dude in. I, I went in there, and they all looked at me like I was nuts. And then I, I started my journey. I failed, got bullied, uh, got picked on, had to uh, solve my own problems, had to have conflict resu uh, resolution strategies, had to have grit, had to go back to my backyard, work on my game, go back to the boys' club for more abuse, get my ass kicked, Go back home, have the feelings of wanting to quit. This is not fair. This is not easy. I had to have that grit, resilience. And to me, that's what grind is. I was grinding. Greatness resides in nonstop determination. So that's the acronym for grind is you love something so much that no matter what, unless you die, you're going to keep moving forward. That's it. And so eventually, my name you know, turned from white boy, honky, cracker, white bread to Gannon Baker, shake and bake. You know, that white boy, that white boy can play. And, you know, very few people that have gone through that, whether white, black, Indian or whatever, if you can go from 
different to better, right? If you can go from uh, unknown, you suck, to you're super, and you do that kind of on your own with God's, you know, spirit behind you, yo, you keep those emotions for the rest of your life. Definitely. So for me to be short, right, and then if you add the white in it, you know, <laughs> be short and white and play at a, at a high-level Atlantic 10 conference with Duquesne, Rutgers, West Virginia, UMass, Penn State, Right, George Washington, the same. I mean, we we were like the Big East back in the nineties. We we you know Temple, St. Joe's. I mean, we, we that was a hell of a league. Uh, you had you had my coach Joe DeSantis on the on the line the other day, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and to get there, I mean, point zero zero one percent of players in my category get there. And so I did it with a lot of individual workouts, right? Strength workouts, conditioning, and then playing a lot of one on one, five on five with players that were better, tougher, stronger, and grittier than me and having no plan B. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this <laughs> until I die. That's it. Right? Right? And if I don't die, I'm not done. And that's, I mean, it, it's easier said than done, but <laughs> that's that's what's lacking today, man. You know, kids, people, people, right, face pain, and they can push a little bit, but they end up giving up too soon. Like to me, Sean, there are no no failures in life. It's just people give up too soon because they aren't strong enough, positive enough, faithful enough to persist through pain. That's it. That's that's great, Coach. Great. So, how did you get into college coaching? Uh, well, I wasn't good enough to play professionally. You know, out of uh, out of college, I um, you know, I was a good player, starter, but I didn't make all conference team I won a I won an award as one of the best point guards and leaders in the conference but you know uh, it was a miracle for me to actually end up going overseas but when I graduated no no overseas offers I went to a couple tryout camps and, and got hurt at one camp and and you know wasn't good enough at the time really didn't have any offers couldn't play anyway because my I hurt my back real bad and so I was off, off on the shelf for about five months and through that, I'm like, you know what? I, I can't exercise a lot now, so let me just get a master's. And uh, one of my former coaches who coached me one year at UNC Wellington was the head coach at Hampton University, Division One school, actually in my hometown. So it was kind of, it was kind of by fate. I got a master's at Hampton. I uh, was a GA for them. And then from there, I moved to Belmont Abbey, Division Two. Uh, coached there for two years, and I moved to another Division One two years. Coached at um, Coastal Carolina, you know. So I got into it based on my love for player development, and you know, I knew somebody, and that's basic. And then there's somebody that that knew me, knew I was going to grind, knew I uh, was a self-made player, knew I was cerebral, right? So I had some intangibles. So and that's how you get a college job. Definitely. Do you have a skill set that they can use? Yeah. And and do you know people? And if you don't know people, can you impact them in that hour? Definitely. You know, can you go can you go into that room and be a light, be salt, be flavor, have swag? Like that's <laughs> how you get a college job is yeah, you network and you build a relationship, but if you get an opportunity, you know, it's too late to work. I hope you put your work in because <laughs> if you can change somebody's emotion and mind with in one hour. Like, if you don't believe that, then why do you work? Definitely. Right? You work to impact and let your light shine. So, you know, I did that. 
and um, was able to get the job. But I kind of, you know, as I said, I, I love playing more than coaching, and, and I'm for almost 48 now. <laughs> I could, I, I, I trade my whistle in for a jersey and a heartbeat. There's nothing like, there's nothing like playing. Definitely. Ironically, ironically, I, I, I coached for five years, and then I went out um, to uh, take my players to a pro tryout, and they needed another guy to, to work out. So I worked out at that pro tryout, and at the end of the weekend, man, I had, man, I had uh, four offers, three or four offers to go overseas, and I picked Iceland because they were going uh, to pay me the most money. So, and then and I came back from Iceland, you know, I had a chance to try out for the for the Denver Nuggets summer league. So, you know, I always tried to to play, and then when I couldn't play anymore because uh, I wasn't good enough to make the NBA, that's when I really honed in on my business and. I've been doing a player development coach business for the last 20 years. Sweet. Yeah, coach. So how did you get into um, doing player development with professional players? Uh, you know, just luck, opportunity, um, Nike. Um, I, you know, my first pro I ever trained was a guy named Elton Brown. He played University of Virginia. He was a second round pick in the NBA. Uh, good player. Good player. And, um, you know, through... Uh, I think through five star camp, maybe uh, this agent uh, asked somebody at five star camp, you know, who's a good workout guy. And my name came up. It just so happened that the kid was living in Newport News, Virginia. And I was living in Hampton. So through that experience, I got to be able to start training pros with agents. And then through the help of Kevin Eastman and the guy named Don Crenshaw, right? Nike hired me to start training the best of the best and because my relationship with Nike I've been able to be in front of man not only world not only NBA players but like world champions I mean I've been (laughs) able to share the court with like Ray Allen and Manu Ginobili and LeBron and Kobe and and even though Vince Carter hasn't won a championship I don't think in the NBA I mean what what an elder statesman to learn from so you know when I'm with those guys you know, I think I gave them a lot, but man, I I was able to get so much from them as far as how they approach the game mentally, physically, emotionally, right? Definitely work. So working with like youth, you know, how do you compare youth to like college and NBA uh, skill development? Uh, I mean, apples and oranges. <laughs> I mean, you, you got you know, you got youth that are very immature, amateurs, kids, yeah. right? And then you got pros who are professionals. It's like asking, what's the difference between my three year old and me? Really, it's, it's, it, you can't compare. Uh, what I try to do is say, look, because all these kids, when I train them, you know, they, they have no clue who they are. <laughs> Some of them overestimate their talent. Some of them underestimate their talent. Yep. Every single one of them has no clue what their strengths and weaknesses are. And so I always tell coaches, if they're getting into coaching, you know, you have to uh, define your player and, and, and know who they are before you can give them a diagnosis in, a, in, a, in medicine. So basically, you got to diagnose them and tell them, look, this is your problem. These are the things you do good. These are the things you do, you know, you have to evaluate them before you give them a solution because it's like going to the doctor and the doctor just reaching in the medicine cabinet, pulling out anything and said, try this. Well, no, the hmm. doctor evaluates you, right? He, he labels what you have. Then he gives you a plan and a solution. It's no different than coaching. 
So uh, I know kids like like I know my own social security number because I was one. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was you know kids are, are at the height of their stupidity. Yep, they're inconsistent and they're selfish from the time they're 13 to about 25, and and then now you start to become a little more self-aware. Obviously, you have prodigies like a Chris Paul, who I've trained at a young age that was super mature. Right, he had the NBA mindset mentality as a senior in high school Maya Moore 8th grade ninth grade like she was uh, her maturational level was that of a pro even though chronologically she was only 15 16 so you're gonna have some outliers you know some kids that uh, have a passion like a Kevin Durant but they're only 14 like so that's what I tell kids it's like look you can't be 6'9 LeBron but you can have his spirit yeah, you can't be, uh, you know, uh, Lindsey Whalen dropping dimes, right? Going down, shooting threes. But you can have her, you can memorize the, the game and the playbook like her. Yep. That's what kids don't realize. Like, they're going to attack basketball like they would attack a subject in school. In school, whether you want to or not, somebody's pushing you to get an A. So you got to study, you got to memorize, you got to recite, you got to review. You gotta watch film, whatever. And and for, for whatever reason, even a lot of coaches don't, you know, foster an environment for their program. The ones that do are the ones that get the most out of these kids, and they have the most fun and peace coaching. Definitely. But in, in general, you know, they don't attack the game uh, mentally and emotionally like a pro. Now I get emotional IQ. You got to get more mature in your emotions, but if you can start that process as soon as you get those kids about their spirit, mentally, emotionally, not only physically, that here's how you approach. I mean, Sean, here's how you approach life. Like, I, I can't tell you how many kids come into my gym. They don't say, hello, coach. Coach, how was your day, man? Coach, how's your family? I saw you have three kids. You know, there's no relational skills, man. Yeah. You know, when you're working out with them and, and you're, you're working hard as a coach, I work just as hard as any of them. I might be the hardest working coach in the United States in the world. You know what I mean? It, I just, I get after it. It's amazing how many kids don't, like, coach, thank you for your work. Like, they don't thank you for going above and beyond. Because yep. I know they're not, when they work out with me, I know they're not getting that at home every day. It's hard. Like, I guard guys. I demonstrate. I push on them. I mean, you know, and, and they, <laughs> they don't, they don't acknowledge that. They're not self-aware. Yeah. So, and it's okay. I'm not, my security doesn't lie in their compliments. I, I'm True. just saying, I'm, I want them to acknowledge me because then Definitely. they have better relational skills when yeah. they go to their team. Definitely. You see what I'm saying? That's important. And so, yeah, man, it's like Gino Ariema, one of the greatest coaches ever, whether he coaches male or female. He's like, look, if you're a skill trainer out there, because we interviewed him on our uh, platform, and he said, look, if you're a skill trainer out there, you're a coach. And, and you, you, and I get one of your kids to come to my program. Do do me a favor and save me from some headaches. <laughs> he said. He said, teach them how to work every day, even when they don't feel like it. Teach them how to work in your drills. Teach them how to compete. Like this is a, a game about winning and losing. Teach them how to compete, and then teach them how to relate to a teammate. And and that means talking and touching. Because in any relationship, 
right? There has to be reciprocity. And Sean, what that means is it's a circular thing. So if I give you love, you turn around and give it back to me even more. However, if I give you hate, you turn around and give me love. You don't give me hate. So anything positive, there has to be reciprocity. I give you communication, you give me communication. And if we have that, then we got a true relationship. You know what I I saw? I I watched a lot of your videos and you go overseas and they don't even talk the English language and you still cap their attention. You still shake their hand, slap them five. You talk to the audience, you throw a tennis ball at the audience. You keep everyone engaged, which is which is awesome. So that kind of that that speaks for itself right there. You know, Sean, that's a that's a fantastic point, man. I mean, that's a great point because uh, you're right. You know, when you when you go to another country, or even how about this, Sean? You're dealing with a kid that's super shy. Yep. Right. So how do you engage? Body language. Definite. Body language, Definite. man. You know, you, you, your look can say a thousand word, words. Your high five or chest bump yep. can make that can make that kid feel a thousand positive emotions like you move people with your spirit definitely it's your, it's your spirit that gives life definitely you, you, you know you're you can make Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like you can make sounds and 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 i've learned over the years man and and i'm somebody you know people have had to put this into my head and, and teach me this because we take it for granted we take our ears for granted but nothing great happens without a sound. Like we have two ears for a reason. We have two eyes for a reason. Definitely. Like people don't always have to hear what you say, but they can see you. Definitely. And sometimes people need to hear you. Nothing great, Sean, happens without a sound. So if you're a leader or you're a coach, you gotta really spend time with your words. You gotta Definitely. spend time with your tone. You gotta spend time with your emotion. You gotta spend time with your touches. Because winning, winning teams talk, winning teams touch. Winning families talk, winning families touch. Winning Definitely. communities touch, winning communities t- talk. So, like, it, it's a com- it's one of the most common human emotions is that we need affirmation. Definitely. Some people get it from words. Some people get it from touches. Some people get it from time. But the guy named Gary Smalley who wrote that book, you know, the love language was, was hit me. Gary, that's good stuff right there. I'm bringing that to the basketball court. <laughs> Definitely. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. basketball, like sports is life. Basketball is life. Like some of these uh, politicians and, and political uh, advisors and, and media, you know, people in the media that are, you know, we see every day and they, they, they fill our minds. Uh, my dad got this when he was a principal, right? Because he was a high school basketball player, high school basketball, uh, college basketball, All-American, high school basketball coach. And then he went to the administration side and became a principal because he wanted to see my my games. And his, and his superintendent would constantly tell him to his face in meetings, right? Hey, hey, hey Arnie, man, you're, that's a jock mentality. You're just a jock, man. What do you know, Arnie, about this? You just, you played sports all your life. Right, like, and that is still true today. Like, there's people out there that don't respect sports. Laura Ingram telling LeBron, "Hey, LeBron, shut up and dribble, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, there there are more lessons in, in a in a if the coach is doing it the right way. Right? Definitely. You got like a John Cheney, a John Thompson, a 
Cheryl Reeves, uh, Tara Vanderveer, uh, you know, Steve Kirk, whatever, Greg Popovich, right, Morgan Wooten. Okay, you got these great coaches that uh, know how to teach holistically, you know, which means for the people listening out there, I hope people are taking notes. I'm dropping some bombs today, man. Listen, you know, I'm going to give myself props. This is good teaching. Hey, and talking I, about I think, teaching. Yeah. I thank the Holy Spirit, man, Definitely. for that. Talking but, about uh, holistic, holistic, Sean. Let me finish. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to ask questions, Sean. I got this. <laughs> the holistic teacher is physical, <laughs> mental, emotional, and spiritual. Like, if you really want to, because your job as a basketball coach, you got two main jobs: to teach how to, them how to win in basketball, and to teach them how to win at life. And to do that, you got to give them physical tools, mental tools, emotional tools. And spiritual tools. Read Phil Jackson's book, Sacred Hoops, Eleven Rings. That's how he was able to coach a player like Kobe. That's how he was able to coach a player like Jordan. I mean, Definitely. behind the scenes, you, you'll see it April nineteenth. Behind the scenes, man, they hated Phil. They wanted they wanted to fire Phil at first because he was nuts. But you know what? Phil got to their mind. Phil got to their heart. And that's how you deal with elite great players, right? Is you is you, you teach the whole player. You give them tools to win at life and basketball. You know what I mean? And Definitely. so that's, that's what you do, man. It's true. It's an ed- education. You know, you're, you're more of an educator, too. You get to learn how to teach them. You know, if you're, if you're against, you know, an NBA player or a college player, what are you educating them? And if, if they don't need you, why are they going to use you? You know what I mean? Exactly. And the mindset. Exactly right. The mindset is, and, you know, I talk about that with my kids all the time, how important the mindset is. You know, you get fatigued, you get tired. You know, your mindset, you know, using, using uh, whistles and using – you know, claps and using different numbers and on the second go, we're going, you know, just getting their mind because yeah. the basketball, that's what the basketball is. It's a mindset, you know, without the mind, you got nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, when you go overseas or I get a shy kid in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, I got to use nonverbal communication. Definitely. I got to, I got to get my body language up. You know, the ball bonds us. <laughs> I'm in China, you know, I'm in Australia. Uh, I'm in Korea. Uh, I'm in Israel. All right. We're different cultures, but we all bleed red. We all bleed red. I've had some players run on the floor and and get floor burns. And, yep, you got red blood just like me. And the basketball is the same circumference and the same color. And so that's our bond. You figure out as a coach how to – because I get this all the time. Man, I don't like going overseas. They can't understand the language. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're a human. You you have blood. It's the ball. Figure it out, man. It's a blessing. It's a hard. Yeah, it's That's hard. Good. It's, it's definitely hard. Definitely. Is it frustrating? Yeah, it's frustrating. They don't. You got to figure out same. You know, different ways to teach the same thing that works in the states. So you know, it, it, it's a mindset. Definitely. Like you said. And, you know, I was looking online. I just want to get everyone out there to, to listen up and, and see what you do. You know, Gannon Baker Basketball Training Development, www.gannonbasketball.com. Incredible things you have online. I've been looking up some stuff, too. And then after my master's is, is getting, I'm going to start getting into a couple classes and start getting in it. And, you know, what you do with that is incredible, Coach. Oh, man, thank you, man. You know, it's not, it's not the only way to teach. There, there are many great resources out there, yeah. but... Sean, I'm telling you, it's it's correct. It's incredible. People uh, people Definitely. value it. Uh, in my opinion, it's some of the best techniques. 
to be efficient with your time and to get kids right away definitely to buy in to work definitely. uh if, if they do exactly what i said and they have a little bit of talent they'll achieve their goals definitely nice because it, it, it's a proven concept it, it deals with the holistic model we're constantly adding pdfs and videos to it every day yep uh excuse me every, every month and um zoom calls like, and yeah, everything yeah man yeah, it's, it's, it's good. just the platform we have with our online curriculum Great it goes stuff. from beginner to pro so it's like th- there's no question as far as player development that we didn't answer if you got a question we have an answer. If you're a beginner, we got you. Intermediate, we got you. Advanced, we got you. Pro, we got you. So as a player and a coach, you have everything you need in a one-stop shop. Everything life and, and everything that players and people deal with. Like yep. we deal with selfishness, laziness, uh, ignorance, and, and lack of confidence or fear. Right? We deal with those and we deal with the physical basketball solutions. And it's a, it's a money back guarantee. If this don't change your game, your life, man, we give you money back. Definitely, that's great. But we haven't had anybody do that yet. No, incredible, incredible. Coach, um, we only have five more minutes on this app here, but I want to go over real quick. If we can go run through it real quick, uh, Corey Harris was on yesterday talking about scars and and you know his 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 uh transition going to China and working for Stefan uh, Marbury. What an incredible story he has. Incredible, yeah, incredible, I mean, incredible. He talked about. He talked about. Well, he talked. He talked about scars, but and I was a. It made me a funny point. I know we went through time yesterday. We didn't have a lot of time. I was on with you on a Zoom call, but um, my team we actually lost in the championship. I have an AAU team, the 15 U team. We we're playing for an Under 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 Armour championship, and uh, I actually gave them all in the locker room for the game. I gave them all band aids, and they're looking at me. What the, What's this, coach? And I go, We'll put it on, and they put it on the band aid, and, and some put them on under their eyes, some put them on their leg, and I said. You know, this is the scars that you guys have, all the pain you went through. This is going to remind you of that when after this game, we want to win this championship. This is what you got to do. You go out there. So I had them go out and we won the championship. But the parents said, what, what happened to my son? Is I cut? I said, no, no, no. So I had to explain that. But uh, the scars reminded great. me of that. Yeah, man. Great idea, man. I mean, that's a great idea. Obviously, you, you buy into it. Basically, what we're talking about, people are listening is, you know, you, you can't win a victory. A victory is a goal. A victory is something that you want to achieve. And you can't go to that victory without going through a battle. That's it. So when, when you, when you, when you, so don't expect it to be clean. Don't expect it to be pain free. You want to have some scars because scars remind you uh, of how tough it is and how, you know, what you got to go through to get what you want. And it makes you stronger. It makes you tougher. As you heard, I got an acronym on SCARS. Strength, right? Yep. Character, <laughs> aptitude, respect, and spirit. And I don't have time to break that down. Definitely. But if, if, if you have a mentor, you want somebody that has some SCARS they can talk about. You Definitely. want to follow somebody with a limp. You want somebody that's gone through a battle, won it, and now they can talk about it. Uh, I, I, I don't relate people well to people that that have no scars that have no battles that have no pain that that, that, that that made it somewhere pretty easily through luck now, i want people that that are are limping in battle i want the brave heart hero <laughs> right not not Definitely. i love superman i love superman but we never saw his scar that was the only unrealistic thing <laughs> about superman like yeah. he didn't bleed 
He didn't believe, right? <laughs> yeah. And and that's you know I, I, I'm I'm more of a but I love Superman. Definitely. You know, uh, Superman's fantasy. But I tell you what, Braveheart's real. That's it. Like you know, what I mean, he got some scars that you can see and talk about, and that's who you want to put into your foxhole, man. Definitely. Because guess what? Definitely. You gonna get some scars too. Definitely. And they can kill you. They can kill you. Or they can make you stronger. And that's Definitely. what a scar is. It builds up so you got tougher skin. That's great. Hey, Coach, man, I want to I wanna thank you for coming on today. I appreciate your time, man, and everything you do. And uh, I'm going to keep being involved. Um, Gannon Baker uh, Basketball Training Development, www.gannonbaker.basketball.com. Check it out. Go online. He has so much stuff on there. Coach, I really thank you for today, man. I really appreciate that. Sean, I hope I wasn't too long-winded, but uh, nah. you got me fired up, man. You're good, man. You're good. Time. This this app online only allows me 30 minutes. I didn't want to cut it short and not be able to to break it down at the end. And, and thank you, because I really do appreciate what you do and what you do for everybody. You know, we really, we're really we thankful to have you on today. You're welcome, brother. Thanks, Coach. See you, man.